Yeah, like I was trying to find the cheapest flight back from Korea and we ended up like it ended up being like I think it was two layovers. It was like it was like um Incheon to Shanghai to Newark to Knoxville. How was how was Shanghai? The airport? Yeah. Terrible. I, I've only heard horrendous things. That's why I was wondering. <laughs> it's it's one of the worst airport experiences I've ever been in I've ever been through in my life. And yeah. Part of it was the situation. I was moving back from Korea and didn't really want to, didn't know what was happening. Was... Oh, is that when you heard the news too? About the No, the no, no, stuff? that was no, a that was different the next time one. back. Oh, no, okay. A different time. Um No, this was like when we were first coming back from living there. Ah, and we were both like full right. of doubt, not sure if it was the right thing to do because we really liked it there and and we didn't really want to come back, but we felt like we had to. Yeah, you were sort of um, in that weird, terrible place where everything felt it's it's like the worst place to be in as a person because it's it's every decision feels like the wrong one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every it's it's like a complete place of unrest where no matter what you do, it feels wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, so we did this and we had a great time and we'd like to stay, but our Let's families leave. will be mad at us if we do. So we I guess we just have to I guess we just have to come back because we told them we'd only be gone for a year, even though the school really wanted us to stay and we'd make more money and That's everything was thought. great and we loved it there. But let's just turn our backs on that for reasons and come for, back to for, for for reasons that we're not even going to go visit unless we have to. <laughs> yep. Not that I'm saying that out loud, of course. <laughs> nope. Yep. And then and, you know, and I think the worst part was just coming back to like not knowing what we were going to do next. You know, neither of us had jobs lined up. Yeah. So it turns out the worst part is the worst part of living as a human, I feel like, is the unknown part, which is why yeah. like a lot of people are afraid of like dying and death and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's because yeah. it's the fear of the unknown. It's not actually I don't think it's really the fear of dying necessarily. I think it's a lot to do with having no clue what happens next yeah and so you were basically creating that experience for yourself yeah yeah so the first stop on the trip was shanghai and in addition to having like way too many oversized suitcases that we had to drag around everywhere because it was like literally all of our possessions yeah i've heard time, some really i've heard some nightmares in terms of what happens to luggage sometimes uh coming in and out of china Luckily, the worst thing that happened, uh, the plane itself, the China Eastern flight was uncomfortable and mm -hmm. hot. Like oh, it was actually like really warm on the plane. The, uh, man, being on a bus or a plane where there's no where, where you're not like you don't have to be comfortable completely. But being hot. Oh, <laughs> that's rough. So luckily, that flight was only like two hours. Thank God. Because it was only like Incheon to Shanghai. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but not, not a big flight right afterwards after that. Yes, twice, Man. in fact. See, that's, that's the worst part, because then you got you feel all swampy. You feel yep. like, God, I want to take a shower, but I'm in an airport. Oh, that's not even the worst of it. We had like a we had like an hour and 45-minute layover, which seems like it would have been enough. Yeah. But 
um, we had to switch terminals, and apparently to switch terminals, you have to, like, actually technically enter the country. You can't just go Oh, that's from, right, so you have, like, to go through, you have to go through customs and, or, uh, yeah. Customs right, and, yeah. Immigration, and immigration, and they give you, like, yeah. a 24-hour visa. Yep, yep. And stamp it on your passport, and then get your luggage, yeah, all so you can, of your so luggage. So you can check in again. And, yeah, and check in again, and go through the whole airport, and then apparently they had, like, drug-sniffing dogs single out one of our suitcases, and I'm like, I, no? But then I was like, wait a second. Okay, so before we left, we had, we realized we didn't have enough suitcases. And there was somebody on a Facebook group that was giving away their suitcase. Oh my God. So you're like, what if this is like a a movie script? And it was that suitcase. So you're like, what if this person had drugs in the free suitcase? Yep. And I'm sitting there thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to end up detained at an airport in China for drug trafficking. One of the scariest countries to be detained in. <laughs> Only because it would be so much like another layer of trying to explain yourself and yep. how would they like, I mean, they could track it. So it'd be, it, it would ultimately be cleared up because you have the internets to, you know, prove that, hey, look, we were using this group to, you know, do whatever. Unless, I, I mean, guess, maybe. I guess. But like, so it was that suitcase that had been singled out and was like, oh, there's, you know. Like the dog comes over and sniffs the suitcase and they open it up and rifle through it. And then they're like, okay, it's good. So then we move on. And, you know, so that takes time. We don't know where we're going. The, the airport layout is a mess. It's hot in there too. Well, Um, I mean, I feel like we have to go through immigration. We have to like, we have to do all this extra stuff. And just like, by the time we get on the United flight to Newark, we're just exhausted Oh, I bet. And then and then that's a 14 hour flight and I still can't sleep and there's turbulence and it's just at that point, it's a metaphor for my whole life. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, completely. But things worked out. It's fine. I stream. I mean, look, you, you guys are good now. Yeah. But it, it that doesn't that doesn't take away from the experience. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Shanghai Pudong Airport, not my favorite. I'm sure that people have had wonderful experiences there. I'm not one of them. I think you're not alone from what I've heard. But um, Incheon Airport in Korea, highly recommend. Big good. It seems um, like a lot of considered the... like one. Of, I think it's considered like the second best airport in like East Asia next to Singapore. Ah, OK, which is a weird thing to keep track of. But it just you it know, is. It just I feel like anything Korea related. If you were to rate it, though, you, it's always skewed. <laughs> Just oh, because. for me personally, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's but all like, I meant. I'm saying, like, this is like an independent, like, industry. This is oh, like I an industry, you... like, rating poll or something. It's like, it's like you Singapore get, you your, uh... and then Incheon and then Tokyo, I think, or maybe Osaka. <laughs> you got your annual airport ratings review magazine. <laughs> it was an internet thing. <laughs> Anyhow, that's fine. Welcome to the retro <laughs> breakdown where Tom makes fun of me for knowing that airports are good. Hey, that's that's not quite true. I, I also think airports are good as a whole. <laughs> airports are good when they're good. <laughs> I mean, airports in and of themselves are good because yes. of, of what they allow to the, happen. The service they provide. <laughs> um, also, I'm glad you, you let me knew, know we were we were actually starting because I wasn't sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say something I would have regretted. <laughs> so excellent. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I figured that's a that's a decent enough story to lead in with. <laughs> we were uh, we were just talking about all the travel that Jesse has to do for a big important business job. And uh, that got us talking about airports. So here we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I did. We, we were, I don't remember if we were going to Brazil. I think it was Brazil. And we had a layover, layover of, I don't know, it was like 10 hours or something. That's that's a long time to spend in an airport. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it that, is. that's like, so a normal airport layover, you can kind of just like grab something to eat, use the bathroom, get to your spot, and then just kind of sit and wait. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe read read a little something, play a little something, or just kind of peruse the yeah, you know, the stores you don't want to buy for you know in case you're oh yeah, just like look around at stuff. Once <laughs> you get up like, to like eight to ten hours, it's like okay, it's time to find like actually something to find to like do. A, a spot to settle in. Actually, so yeah. we had, we had found sort of a a corner of the airport that was pretty chill, but it turned out it was the Spirit Airlines corner. <laughs> something happened it was actually in the news the next day because there was some kind of fight or brawl that happened because oh. of uh um be- because uh spirit screwed up flights and there's a whole big issue with like refunds and stuff and i don't know somebody got punched in the head okay um, <laughs> we were watching it happen i was like let's leave this area and then the next day someone told us that it was i think i want to say it was in fort lauderdale we were like on a layover in in florida um and they they said something. Hey, look, this happened. We're like, oh my god, we saw the start of that. And I was like, let's leave because it seemed like something weird was going to happen. <laughs> and it did. That's you know what? Sometimes you're sometimes that danger radar just goes off, and you're just right. Yeah. It's like you know I'm, what? I there's something about this that I just don't. I just, I'm getting bad vibes. We were we were far enough away where it wouldn't have been a problem. Like, and obviously yeah. most people weren't hurt. Only one person got punched, but still, that's not sure. something that happens in an airport very yeah, often. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Think, uh, but it was it was one of those things where we had we still had another five hours or so, at least six hours. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to replay. Because do you ever have those moments where you're in a space where other people sort of are freaking out, and then that image of them freaking out gets kind of stuck on repeat, where you're like, man, I don't, I don't. It makes me sad to think about people being that bottled up with anger or hate yeah. or whatever. And then you kind of get, it kind of just bogs you down a little bit. I was like, I don't, I don't want that energy on me right now. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You kind of associate certain emotions with a certain place mm-hmm. and it just like that, those emotions kind of like rub off on you. There was a, um, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. I was caught up in a, I, I think I probably did. I was caught up in a, not an actual mass shooting, but a mass shooting scare. Yikes. Um, at a local mall a few years ago. Oh, wow. Um, and what it actually was, was just like an exploding, like soda bottle. Like someone <laughs> did the whole like Mentos and Coke thing in a bottle and like just threw it in a corner and it yeah. exploded and it sounded like a gunshot. Oh, geez. And then someone, you know, someone called out shooter. And then there's like just a wave of just like a movie like wave wave of like panicking people running for the exits. Of course, yeah. And we were just there grabbing something at the food court while the when like we hear the pop and then there's a and then there's just like a wave of screaming running people coming around the corner and we're like, oh my god, it's happening here. Wait. That's spooky. 
and you know it took a it took months for us to it took months for us to or it took a it took hours for us to actually get the story and i don't think we actually learned that it was in fact not a real uh, a real like shooting event until yeah. um like the next day but it didn't really matter because the emotions associated with seeing this panicking wave of people running around the corner and thinking and having that that feeling of like oh my god it's finally happening it's here it's happening here because no place is safe right yeah it's 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 a it's a really spooky feeling when you have something like that yeah we like we could not bring ourselves to come back to go back to that mall for like months afterwards and i think even now we've only been back like probably four or five times yeah, Granted, I, we've I, moved, so we're not close to it anymore. It used to be right down the street from us, and we'd go there just to walk around, grab a bite, because there was actually a couple of, like, actually good places in the food court. That's cool. Um, Not like Sabaro, but, like, actual, like, good food. <laughs> not, like, not, like, greasy, like, mall court, mall food court food, but, like, actual good restaurant places. Yeah, yeah, Sabaro summed it up nicely. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Um... And the, oh, like our favorite tea store was in there, so we'd go in there. We were in there so often that the people who worked there actually were on a first name basis with us. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Um, you know, we'd walk around, do do the whole pocus, the do the whole Pokemon Go thing. Um, you know, just get a just get a walk in. It was just like we were just kind of mall walkers. You know, browse around where we felt like it, and and we were we were there probably multiple times a week. Sure. And we just could not go back there for months. Um, yeah, th- thankfully, I've never had anything that that extreme, like that. That was that like uh, that would cause that kind of a reaction, like that visceral of a oh my god. My yeah, we tried danger. to go back once, and I just had an anxiety spike, and I was like, we I can't do this. I, wow. We have to. We have to go. We yeah. we can go somewhere else, but I'm just like I I can't. I'm like I'm like legitimately traumatized right now. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get that. That that would that would be not fun. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever had anything that extreme. I've I've just it. It's more of I I guess it's because I'm like a I'm sensitive to other people's like so I put myself in other people's shoes really easily. Mm-hmm. So I if if Empathy. so if I'm at like a yeah superpower. yeah that superpower from life is strange life is strange so like if i'm at like an amusement park let's say and some mom or dad like smacks a kid and is like are you not having fun or whatever it's like (laughs) like, you know you know what i mean where you get those i totally know what you mean that's why i'm laughing so and and then i I have those feelings where it really it really it bugs me to the point where i'm like god i i just i cannot stand it like what is wrong with you or or or, i don't know and i i put myself in those kids shoes then it makes me feel really sad and down so i try to avoid yeah. those types of situations when when uh when possible because i don't enjoy it i don't even i'm not even like you know there, there'll be videos of you have to see what this person did like I'll, I'll i'll avoid those kinds of that content because it just hurts me it makes me sad yeah because i don't i don't want to see especially those types of instances where you know it's happening all the time and the worst part is that the, the parents don't even realize how wrong it is <laughs> you know? yeah like every, yeah yeah there, there's i don't know what you don't like it's weird because like i'm not gonna be having kids mm-hmm. but like i still like there's a part of me that wants to just because i feel like i could do it better but then i know <laughs> yeah. that but then i know that that's like you know there's things that go into that that i that i don't see and won't understand sure right of course. so it's it's i don't 
I cannot say that I would do a better job of these things um, without going through all of the, like, emotional anguish that is involved in actually, like, being through it 24-7 every day. Of course, yeah. So, like, so I, like, I recognize that. I know that. But at the same time, like, the... I don't know. There's like, a, I don't know if it's like a spite thing or or what, but there's like, there's this whole thing where it's just like, I want to try this just to prove that I can do it better. <laughs> I know. Oddly enough, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and obviously, like, you know, giving up the next 18 to 25 years of my life I, I to think prove the a point your, is not worth it. It's kind of the rest of your life in a way like you're you're at least indebted to them in some regard unless. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially to to a degree. Now, yeah. I realize that people have varying opinions on what that means. Uh, I think yeah. generally it's assumed that it's a lessening degree, but that really just depends. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that depends on you. That depends on the kid. That depends on a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Yeah. A near infinite number of yeah things that could happen. So. Yeah, I like I it's not yeah, it's worth, not worth it proving, to prove well, that point, but it's especially because who are you going to prove you're gonna like stand up and <laughs> you're gonna stand on the roof of your house and be like, see, look at look, I did it better. And well, and see, and doing that just makes you that kind of parent too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where you're just parading your kid around being like, Look at how good of a parent I am. <laughs> well, God, that's almost that's so bad too. Like, oh, that's terrible. that's the worst. That's yeah. like that's actual that's the actual like that's that's almost worse than negligence. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I don't know. They're like they're 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 two they're two different it extremes. It depends on how you use on how it happens because they're both negligent in a way. That's right? true. Because on the one hand, it would be negligence in terms of listening to your what your kid wants or feelings. If you're right, only right. trying to do it as an image, right? Like you have right, to right. do what I want or where I don't know. I'm not. Negligence of their negligence of their feelings versus negligence of their well being. Yeah. Their their physical well being versus their emotional well being. Mm hmm Yeah, and if, if you do both, then obviously you're just kind of a trashy person, but Yep. <laughs> that would be hard, actually. To like I mean, I I guess it's technically possible. Oh yeah. To yeah, be like possible. to be like physically negligent, but then also like demanding. Sure. Yeah, that's all right, that's getting into like uncomfortable territory. Yep. Oh yeah, we're we're this, this conversation. Hey, I have over. emotes. Oh neat. Oh yeah, we talked about those last week. Yeah, there uh there are I I don't think they're well, I don't know. By the time this comes out, they'll probably be uploaded, but um we'll just say it's uploaded, it's fine. Yeah, they're probably uploaded. If they're not, they a, are do you soon. Have photos? I do. I'm sending you one. Um oh my god. Right? <laughs> they're really cute. Isn't it cute? Are you keeping the... Oh, are you? Did you dye your hair again? I was going to ask you that. Is it just like the same dye or did you do it again? Oh, I've done it like four times. Okay, so it's something you really like now. Yeah, well, it's... So what it is, is I got the first... Yeah, I got the whole job done at the salon. Yes. Where that was the whole thing where it's like they cut it and they bleach the... They bleach the, you know, like the bottom half of it. Yep. And then they colored it and then they... They did the like the semi-permanent color over my whole head, and then they did the brighter, like they did the brighter color on the on the ends. And what I did is I bought a uh, color conditioner called Overtone. And basically that is something that you can 
use just as like just as normal like hair conditioner. Okay. But it's colored, so it leaves uh, it leaves like the color deposit in your hair, and it is for basically like recoloring or touching up hair that has already been colored mm. to like keep it in for longer. That's cool. Cause it was back in August, I think, when yeah. I had that done. Sounds um, right. something like that. So it's been like three months. Um, the color, the really bright blue color on the ends of my hair had like wash out in like six weeks. And really it was starting to fade pretty significantly after like two or three. Mm. Well, the first um, time you took, I remember you said you took a shower and you're like, yeah, there's a ton of dye in the shower. So I, oh, yeah. I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I was, I showered under hot water and it's like, oh boy. And like, everything is blue. Dabba dee, dabba die. <laughs> um, so I was worried because they always say like, don't use like the box dye kits because that stuff just fries your hair. It's terrible for it. Um, and you know, the biggest thing that I was afraid of with coloring my hair is damage. Cause I actually really like the, the texture and feeling of my hair and I don't want to do anything to it. That's going to like mess it up in some way. Mm, sure. Um, so overtone is just conditioner. It's just the type of conditioner that you would just use for your hair normally, but it has color in it. And it's specifically for hair that has been colored for you to basically like maintain that color. Mm -hmm. And I've been using that like roughly every two or three weeks or so to like refresh the color. Like right now it's, it's really faded and it's almost kind of like a light greenish, like a, like a <laughs> turquoise type of color. Okay. Rather than like the really deep blue that it was at first. But I got some I got some more overtone and I'm going to put it in. You basically just it's like a leave in conditioner. You like you put it all in, you leave it in for like 20 minutes and then you rinse it out. OK. And then the color's back and then it lasts you another two or three weeks or so. That's cool. So I'm going to keep up with that for a little while. Eventually, what's going to happen is because the dye is only on like the bottom half of my hair. Eventually, my hair is going to grow and I'm going to need a haircut again. And then it's going to be this weird thing where the dye is only on the like the bottom third of my hair. Mm, yeah. And that's going to be kind of weird. So then what's going to have to happen is I'm going to have to have that cut off. And then we're going to have to make the decision of like, OK, do I bleach it do and I do, do this it again, again or do I just let it revert back to natural color? Hmm. And that'll be though. that'll be when I make the decision. But until it grows out to the point where I have to make that decision, I'm I'm going to keep the color up. Yeah. And I hey, actually even got a different uh, I actually got a different color from Overtone that's supposed to be like a a, a darker, like deeper blue. Mm. So I'm going to try that out and see how that works. That sounds kind of fun. I thought about dyeing my hair just 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 for the fun of it. But then next semester, I have to do a bunch of things with local businesses. And I was like, maybe I should wait. <laughs> so fun thing about having only half your hair dyed yeah you could just tie it up or i can it... just tie it up <laughs> and all of my all of my interfaces with clients are on camera so i just tie my hair back and you can't tell at all <laughs> yeah and it 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 shouldn't matter it shouldn't and... But, well, I but... actually got this. Uh, I actually got this new job with this um, this like SEO company. This yeah. like SEO like web media company that I'm working with, and uh, I got the job. And like they brought me onto their like sort of internal assignment platform thing, 
<laughs> and they were like, upload a profile picture. And I was like, here's the profile picture of like the first day when I got my hair colored, where it was, it is at its bluest and brightest and I am deliberately showing it off. But th- I only did that because I got a, I got kind of a sense of like, of them. Oh, they're kind of cool. Yeah. They'll be that's fine a huge, with this. That's a huge, that's, you, you, it's, it's weird, but you can sort of just tell. Yeah. Like when you know, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Of, of how people how how people would react to something like that. I mean, like I There's had an interview with people. a dude whose last interview question was, "What are you reading right now?" And that <laughs> launched us into like a ten minute conversation about Dune. And I was like, "Oh, this feels nice." Have, are you? This reading is Dune? cozy. What are you reading Dune right now? No, oh, I've in fact um, never read Dune. Yeah, me neither. I've, I saw the I've seen the original movie, and I know that's silly. And I saw the new movie, and it was it was a, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, the reason I brought it up is because the new movie came out, and um, uh, I actually talked about reading JoJo. I was going to say I would have I would have pictured you <laughs> talking about some sort of manga or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I totally talked about reading JoJo because part eight just finished, and I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up with it. Um, That's a series I've always wanted to get into, but I just haven't. And I was gonna buy the books on Amazon, and then I was like, I don't have anywhere to put these books right now. Yeah, so that is I'm always waiting. a problem. I know I can read them online, but I really, really love holding a comic book or a manga, like either or, right? Depending on, I I suppose they're both sort of comic books in their own right. But I I realize there's a purist out there there screaming at me. Um, But the, I love holding the, I look, I like holding the book. Now, when it comes to reading a regular book, I don't care as much. I'm happy to read. I don't read that much, to be perfectly frank. But if I, I read through it. And I, I didn't mind having that on my phone. Like, yeah, I'll just read through it on my phone. That's no big deal. I think Using that the Kindle, you know, I think that I think about that a lot because I used to read a lot when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I always lament the fact that I don't read as much as I used to. But the reality oh. is we all read all the time I, I mean, and hey, we all read for fun all the time. Yeah, we like we reading don't... is is an inextricable part of our daily existence and i think we all read more than we ever have before but it's very very rare that we consider the activity that we're doing at that time to be oh i'm reading yeah and and if there's something we we like to do as as humans is is look for the flaws and then and then jump on them yeah (laughs) we're very good at that and being like oh i i I must not be successful because I'm not reading books. I don't read enough, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Like, half the video games that I play are just novels you have to read. Yeah, when I was... So, I didn't really get into RPGs until Final Fantasy VII or so. And I remember my mom rented it for me because I was kind of excited. And she saw me playing it. And she was like, this is just like a book. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you know, yeah. this is, there's like a million lines of reading in this, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I love it. She's like, well, cool. That's great. Then if... Because they like my dad really wanted me to read more, and my mom was mm-hmm. like, she was sort of indifferent. She's like, oh, he'll read if when he was ready to read or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And so, because that was let's see, that came out when I was twelve or eleven or something. Um, and so after that, she was always okay. Like, yeah, let's get an RPG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. RPGs. <laughs> so maybe that's part of why I loved RPGs is that it was always a yeah, of course we can get an RPG because it was basically like buying a book, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Voice acting has somewhat ruined that but completely actually <laughs> um although i will say because now I it's s- watching a movie instead of reading a book i i will say i still have the subtitles on most of the time because there oh, are those too. moments where i miss something and i like to read it or maybe it's just because of my affinity for watching um 
subbed anime so i'm mm-hmm. used to reading and watching at the same time yeah so it doesn't it doesn't just detract from yeah. the experience where i know for some people having the words on the screen is just like it ruins the whole movie going atmosphere for them because they don't want to be distracted by stuff yeah uh, i i, I think it. that like the um i think the the director of parasite said it best when he was ex- when he was accepting his uh best picture award for parasite <laughs> where he's like if you can get over that one inch high wall of sub of subtitles on your screen you'll be exposed to so many more amazing films <laughs> i mean parasite was really good it was very good <laughs> it was very good that is that like if you haven't seen it I, it's fairly new so i don't want to spoil it but like oh, boy yeah, no. that is two different movies it's it's a it's a actually i'm not gonna say anything else i just you should you should watch it it's a good time yeah that is the that's the last movie that Jesse and I saw in theaters, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We went out to see it in uh, February, like right before we moved. Well, that's cool. And that was well, yeah, February right of tw- February of 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, in the bef- the, the, the last times? the last part of the of the before times. We, we So we actually did see Dune in the theater. Oh, we, yeah. We, yeah. We went to the, the NCG by us and it was seven dollars to go to the extreme theater. And it was nice. I liked it. It was yeah. it was fun. I mean, mind you, there was like ten people in the entire theater. That helps. <laughs> I'm trying to ease my way back into like doing some stuff. Like we can, all right, we can. Yeah, let's go to a restaurant as long as it's not too crowded. Sure, I'll yeah. go out and walk around the grocery store. Having a booster shot is going to help. I, I really like. I was I was skeptical about it, and then like I saw a bunch of a bunch of like studies and data came out where it's like, okay, we now have like some more consistent studies on the effects of the booster and look at this flat line. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the, at this point, the only people that are at risk are the ones that don't think they're at risk at all anyways. And it's know, true. Are, it's true. So I, at, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No, you No, we know. We know yeah, you write. Was, you don't have to say anything s- else. <laughs> I was going to say something much worse, though, and I'm I'm stopping myself. And that's fine. <laughs> we all know. We all know. We've been through this for almost two years now. We feel it. I feel it in my soul. I suppose now we're just weeding everyone else out. <laughs> we know. So we have some. We have a question for this week. Sure, let's let's uh let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's cue the paperboy theme. Um so I don't know this uh, I don't know the the commenter for this week. The 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 question for this week comes from someone that uh, I don't think either of us are are familiar with. This one's a this one's a, a Jesse with Annie. Oh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kill me for saying that, but because that's, yeah, I'm sure you've heard that's how everyone, uh, that's how every single person, um, like, mispronounces her, her screen name. Because uh, it's supposed to be Jesse with N-I. Yeah. And it, it comes out as Jesse with Annie every time. <laughs> yeah, I can, that's funny. I can see that, yeah. Every single time people, like, do not get it. Except, so she used to have the I capital, right? Yeah. Which makes sense, but then people thought it was an L, and then it became Jesse with anal. And oh. it was like, okay, nope, we're, nope, we're changing oh, that. That's, that's, Lowercase I. I would that. rather it be Jesse with Annie. 
words. Con context is important. And it's like, okay, why don't you just put, like, maybe it would be easier if you just throw some, like, underscores in there. Just, the tried and true underscore. Just... But then there's like four underscores, and it's just like then the then it's, it then becomes long an and unwieldy. From 2000, <laughs> throw like the like XXX on either side of it. Of course, yeah. As long as the X's are capitalized in awkward ways. Yep, yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, so anyway, Jesse's uh, Jesse's question for us this week, um, and. She did send it to the email because I asked her to, but she also just asked it to me directly. And I was like, oh, that's a good question. Um, okay. Is what is a game that, that we've played either for the podcast or just individually mm -hmm. that we either went in expecting to dislike or disliked when we started playing it and then you finished it and ended up looking back on it and having a way better uh, opinion of it. I like that in recent memory, it would have to be a, uh, oh, oh God, I can't, I can't believe I'm blanking on the name. What was the treasure game that we were? Yeah. I thought of the same thing. So Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Heroes. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I know it's gun. I, I could, I had heroes, but I just couldn't think of the, the whatever. Yeah. Gunstar Heroes is the one that I'm, that, that's that the, that's the first thing recently. that I thought of too. And I figured we'd land on that immediately where it's like, that is <laughs> literally over the course of the podcast, as we talked about it, our opinions of it improved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, they've improved so much that when I, when I saw it on the switch online thing, I was like, Oh cool. That game's neat. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I laughed at myself thinking about it because <laughs> we went into that week's episode with such sour expectations and end up and ended up loving it mm -hmm. without playing it more, which is weird. Yeah, like that that's the weirdest thing. It wasn't actually it wasn't actually like playing more of the game. It was just like talking about it with each other and then like recapping the things that happened and being like, you know what? That was awesome actually. Yeah. I that I was actually really cool. I liked that. <laughs> I had a similar experience at towards the end of fantasy star 2 where i was real sick of the game and then the story at the end was cool where it was like the, the mm. kind of twist ending of fantasy star 2 and i was like oh that was that was awesome i i actually it, it helped it helped me enjoy all of those negative parts um, yeah which isn't quite the same it's not exactly the well, same i think like the question but that similar idea of yeah at some point you go into it with one expectation it sort of maybe shifts and then something happens where it changes again you're like oh actually that was neat <laughs> She like basically she said like a game that you either the game that you either dislike when you started or went in intending to dislike and then like you finish it and you look back on it fondly. Yeah. Um I think for me um I think Mega Man Legends is actually oh, kind shit. of that, that game. Oh shit, was a for huge me. one for me. I forgot about that. I I cuz I even watched you play and I was like I'm not, I I messaged you saying I'm not playing this crap. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to play, what would I want to play a 3D non-Z targeted? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Awkwardly animated or late 90s open world RPG, yep. action RPG. And then I started playing, I was like, crap. Because <laughs> really it's this actually game. really charming. It's, it's, it was just the feeling of the world because the actual controls still sucked. Yeah, the, it's true. It, they were, oh, they were passable. And I was, for whatever reason, in a PS1 mood, because then I played Brave Fencer, Brave Fencer Musashi right afterward and enjoyed that. And I, yeah. I think that was, 
I, I was stuck in some nostalgia, like, I don't know, just space because sure. Great Friends of Musashi had a lot of issues, but I overlooked them all because I was just having fun being like, oh man, PS1 games. This is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mega Man Legends is a, is a, was a total sleeper surprise, sleeper hit, whatever, uh, that I thought I was going to hate. I, I was like, I'm not going to, I'm literally not playing this game. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a big one for me. I I don't think my transformation was as hard as yours going from like, I refuse to play this at all to like, oh, my God, this game's actually this game's actually fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, But I did go from like my first few uh, my first few like hours with it were like, oh, boy, this is like this is like jank and unfun. And by the end of it, like. I was glad to be done with it, but at the same time, like, I don't know how much of that is just, like, trying to wipe it off the plate, because you know how I've been with, like, all of the stream requests lately. Yeah, sure. It's um, the same. It's like it's like finishing a game, or if you if you do yeah. trophies, or if you have, like, a, a backlog that you feel guilty about or something. Yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah. idea of once you get to the end of, or once you're in that, like, last stretch, the last quarter mile, you're sort of, I'm sick of this game, yeah, and I just yeah, want to yeah. finish it. Mm-hmm. it. But then, it's it's... I've had that experience a few times when I was really into trophies and then it sort of it washes away once I finish the game and then I can right. look at it like a normal person again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like I I went through Mega Man Legends and there was the initial like, man, I'm just glad that's over because mm-hmm. there were there were some frustrating bits to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, and there's a lot no of means... stuff to it that just made me angry. I, I liked it and I absolutely wouldn't suggest other people to play it. That's yeah. that's how I feel about Mega Man Legends ultimately with some weeks between having played it and then talked about it. I I liked it and I would say yeah, I enjoyed it, but I would I don't know. I don't think everyone should play that game. It's 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 yeah. definitely not a like Ocarina of Time, I would say sure, everyone can give it a try because yeah. if you like 3D that that type of game, the Z targeting makes a massive difference in just the some of like the gameplay structure as a whole. Sure. Uh but but Mega Man Legends, I it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of it at all, but it wouldn't be one that I would say, oh, you got to play this. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I think it's, you know, if you're if you're looking to play in the way that we have been, like oh, sure. if you are you looking for like a history lesson. Yeah, or, or if you grew up with PlayStation era games yeah. or around that era and you just never played it, I would say, yeah, if that's something that sounds interesting, I would I would try and push past the awkwardness of the controls for a bit. Right. But... Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with your um, I agree with that assessment where it's like I wouldn't necessarily like I wouldn't necessarily take this and shove it in someone's face and be like, you got to play this. Yeah, I, I don't picture either of us doing that no matter what. Game. Well, yeah, I wouldn't do that with anything. But, <laughs> Except maybe Chrono um, Trigger. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, like, so I, I always think about it in terms of like, what would I what would I suggest as like a as like a co-playthrough with Jesse. Mm, sure. You know, cuz like she has a lot of she's like interested in going back and playing a lot of uh a lot of older games that like I grew up with and just sort of like seeing what the deal is with this series or that series. And yeah. so I try to be the sort of like you know, the, of... the sort of history guide. Yeah. And be like, "All right, let's let's go with this one." You know, you can, you know, you can play you can play Chrono Trigger, you can play Link to the Past, or you can play you know, uh, Paper Mario and like so on and so forth. Paper Mario. That's a, that's a cool game. It is a cool if game. If you've never played Paper Mario before. Mm-hmm. So 
I do. I don't think I would be like, all right, I think you should play Mega Man Legends. Sure. Like that is not something that I would bring up and be like, you know, I'm surprised we haven't gotten the question of if you were if you were stuck on a desert island, what three games would you bring? Because Mega Man Legends <laughs> I think wouldn't it's... be one of them. <laughs> it would? Would not. Okay, as, I was going to say. No, 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 no. It, Even like, if you really I... like it, I think there's like zero replay value there. <laughs> yeah, that, no, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much zero. It's, you know, what the heck did we talk? I don't remember. I think we did. We talked about how like easy modes unlocked after beating the game. It's like, what? <laughs> what why oh, would... yeah, I forgot and, about like, that. Hard mode is unlocked after beating it easy mode or something or after being in a certain it's the, the unlock the the tree for that somebody was drunk in the coding room because i don't understand the logic yeah i don't know i i feel like it's just like there it's like the idea behind doing a new game plus mode right yeah because like a new game plus mode is basically an easy mode if you're playing yeah, through this, if you're playing through the same game, but you have advanced equipment and you could just blow everything away, that is essentially unlocking an easy mode. I guess. Yeah. But it feels way weirder. It does. It does. It feels weird and wrong. It's but wrong. I think it's I think maybe that's the idea because, you know, 90s. We'll go with that. Sure. I'm what it's not like Chrono Trigger had a new game plus. Oh, wait, it did. The perfect RPG. <laughs> it's a really, really good video game. <laughs> it just is <laughs> so yeah i think that's i think that question's answered i've been wanting to segue into this because we've been talking about like i don't know if you can hear the barking i'm sorry kid is very upset and i don't know why she's just you know letting the world know she's there yep she's she's definitely always there, there. she's always there Anyhow, um, she, she is pissed. She's like, I love Mega Man Legends. I would how bring dare that game you to not it. suggest this to people? <laughs> That's my dessert. In fact, I'd bring three copies. Oh, my goodness. All right. I Yeah, I don't know what her deal is. She'll stop eventually. It's really quiet. It's actually not that it's not that loud, at least to me. It's it's like a floor away. But it's it's literally behind a floor and a door and like two doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like i can only imagine how loud it is where it's actually happening should <laughs> do you need to check is it like okay yeah jesse's down there okay. it sounds like it sounds like what's actually happening is jesse's probably playing with dio and anytime that jesse plays with dio kit rather than also playing just stands around and yells at everyone Ah, uh, that makes sense sure. that's probably why that's happening <laughs> yeah, when, when we were there like if if you were to pet Dio, she'd look at you and like, "What is your freaking problem?" Then if yes. you go to pet her, she's like, "Don't you dare touch me!" Yep. You can't win with her. <laughs> what are you thinking, sir? <laughs> so anyhow, I uh, yesterday I picked up Dark Souls three for the first time in two years. Oh, Punch Girl's back, eh? Punch Girl's back. Nice. At least just temporarily. In time for the, just in time for the the the, the Skyrim re release. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't stream for Gamepedia anymore, so I don't have to play games I don't like. So I'll never play Skyrim again. I actually probably won't. I mean, I think that's a fair thing for anyone to say. Even, like, if, even if they love the game, I, be, I feel like it's reasonable to, at this point, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done. I put 125 hours into that game, and in my opinion, that's about 110 hours too many. Yeah, no, I, I know. It's not, it's, not your, it's not your cup of tea. I, with the this what's the new one star star force star Starfield. field 
Starfield, right? Yeah. Um, that is, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm I don't know how I'll be able to play it because my computer is too old and I don't own an Xbox Series X, the X, the XS, X, right? XS, yeah, X or XS, something. yeah. The, the um, Xbox XS. <laughs> and, uh, but, but it, 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 I might have to upgrade my computer to play it because I would really like to play that game and see, I cannot wait to see how the, <laughs> the terrible, ridiculous bugs that come into the world. Well, you know, I've been thinking about that and not to give Bethesda credit where it's not due. Sure. But <laughs> they are finally free of ZeniMax. True. And I think that might make a difference because everything that I've heard out of that suggests that ZeniMax is like chiefly responsible for, for like, the all, rush for stuff. like a bunch of the like bad management stuff that has gone on with Bethesda, including not ponying up the money to update their engine since Morrowind. Right. Yeah. They've literally been running every fallout and, and elder scrolls game on the Morrowind engine since Morrowind. (laughs) And apparently like Todd Howard has been begging them to like let them develop a new engine that can actually run new stuff and they've been like no just deal with it that co- that sounds like it costs money make the game big and cheap yeah, we don't and fast we don't spend money in this house boy so one of the very first things that Todd Howard said after um after the Microsoft acquisition is basically in so many words he was like Oh, thank God. Now we can finally update our engine. (laughs) So I like no one knows whether the new engine will actually be any good. Sure. Or whether they'll actually be any good at putting it together or whether they'll put the time in or whether Microsoft will be, you know, a better boss by most accounts. They are Um, in terms of how they deal with like developers. Yeah. Um, and 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 they're they're earning a lot of brownie points in the world right now because uh, what's his name Spencer? Um, why can't I think of his Phil first Spencer? Name? Phil Spencer. He's he said some things that the internet seems to like the last oh yeah of, the last week in terms of let's create you know a place for like emulation of old games and also I really hate Bobby Kotick so <laughs> well apparently yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you hear about the new... It's funny, we were just talking a couple weeks ago about how it's hard to keep up with all the malfeasance from uh, from all of the different... from all the different uh, major publishers. Yeah. And then it comes out that, like, Bobby Kotick t- threatened to have a female employee killed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I read that and was like, I don't know. That's That's insane. That's, that's insane. The thing I, is, it's completely believable. Sure. And that's the type of thing that abusive people do in any kind of in any sort of position like but the it's especially threatening from someone who a is your boss and B definitely has the resources to make that happen. Well, sure. And it's it's not it's not a matter of if you would actually do it or if it was too extreme to be realistic or whatever. It's it's you it's the the fear of it being a possibility, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the rest actually matters. Yeah, it's it's literally like putting that thought in your head at all. Right. That's 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 is already a problem. But then like, yeah, but seriously, 
He is a billionaire. He can just make that happen. Sure. So, like, that's a real threat. Even if he has the... Like, the... <laughs> the the legal defense to this is like, that was an exaggeration. And it's like, what is it an exaggeration of? I'm yeah, just like, gonna hurt you real bad? <laughs> or, yeah, like, I don't know where... I don't know where that would... Where that would go in terms of the unexaggerated version of that and how it would ever be acceptable as a thing to say to an employee that's at all any employee below or above yeah so i i have like very little faith in in microsoft to actually do anything because like what are they going to do call of duty despite being down from its you know peak popularity of like 10 years ago still makes everybody a couple billion dollars every year yeah, I did think it was interesting that they decided to call them out after, like a week or two after all of the sales of that uh, <laughs> were, were were solidified. So at least they got their nice week sales, and then they're like, yeah, down with Activision. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not even saying down with. It's literally like, we are reevaluating our relationship, which yeah. is going to result in, like, a few weeks later, it's going to be like, Activision has promised to do better. Right. Or maybe, and that'll maybe be the he, end maybe of that. He has, maybe he resigns. Who knows? I, I don't see how Bobby Kotick can possibly survive in his position as Activision CEO. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably done, which is great because that jerk ruined uh, Red Octane, and that means that all the and my favorite DDR pads. So I'm I'm okay with that. That's a that's like is that's like such an incredibly specific <laughs> and small part. I know, but it annoyed me. It happened like the first thing that he did when he took over was he bought Red Octane because they were screwing up. They they were also selling Guitar Hero guitars that were better than theirs, and then they so yeah they they bought I them remember. and then crushed them. And I was like, "Are you serious? You're gonna you're gonna remove the this this costs this is such an insignificant amount of money in terms of how much it costs and how much it makes. I'm sure it's I'm sure they're barely breaking even, so that's why you're getting rid of them. But man, man, you guys suck." <laughs> No, obviously can't, that's can't not abide uh, can't abide any competition. That's how you win in business is just by making sure no one can do what you do better than you. Yeah, and apparently death threats. Thanks. And death threats. Yes, death threats to your employees. Sweet. Not even your competition. Your employees. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, so I'm really. I hope that that happens. I don't know. Again, this goes. I back would to like to about... see him in prison, but I I I that's don't have enough faith in. I mean. Like didn't actual Ubisoft, consequences. Didn't a bunch of crazy shit happen with Ubisoft that's in a similar vein and they're not there's nothing going on? There's nothing. Them? Yeah. No, so like, like there is a whole there is a whole similar deal with like Ubisoft has like a whole network of sexual assaulters and people who covered for it and knew about it. And like they fired like two people and they're like, we're sorry. And now everyone's just buying up whatever the hell they're putting out this year. I don't know. Far cry. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's a really systemic issue. It's yes, that is correct. Uh, which sucks. boy, this is a heavy podcast for Yoshi's story. I, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is definitely the opposite direction. <laughs> it's, it is. It's the most opposite direction, <laughs> but that's, you know, tonal dissonance is what you get here from the retro breakdown. <laughs> to be fair, it feels like that happens Sort of often in, in terms if we, if we end up talking about anything remotely relevant in terms of news, yeah, <laughs> because that's just that that's just the, the world, world is terrible. The Play video games. 
<laughs> when you when you phrase it like that, it's like, wow, Yoshi's story really does have a place in gaming. It does. <laughs> it does. You want to talk about it? Are we are we done with phase one? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to say one thing that I have okay. been meaning to say for a few weeks that I kept forgetting. I finally played Carrion. Do you the remember that game? Carrion? Carrion, Carrion. With Car- oh, Carrion. Yeah, the Devolver game. Yes. Yeah, where you're like a lab blo- blob yeah, yeah, experiment yeah. thing. I think you're actually an alien. The story, there's no text in the story, so it's kind of confusing where you came from, and I wasn't paying that close of attention. Yeah, you are, a, you are a horrible, like, conglomerate blob flesh monster. monster. It's so, it's... But the game is super fun. You should play it. That's all I'm... I, you, you absolutely should play it if you like Metroidvanias. I beat it in one sitting. It's like a six-hour game. It's really short. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. There, there, My only complaint is there's no map, which is sort of awkward because mm. it's a Metroidvania. But yeah. it's, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't really get lost because it's you pretty much always know where to go. And the map, I think they did it just so it's the sense of... I don't like you. You're just a monster. You don't really have a sense of what's like. It's supposed to fit in with the theme of your character. I think it's sort of an oversight because I would have been just. I would have felt just the same way if you gave me a map. But whatever. Uh, the game's really cool. I highly recommend it, and it's really cheap. I think I got it for, I don't know, like seven dollars or something. Yeah, I was gonna say. I imagine you could probably get it on sale for under ten right now. But Maybe I, not I right finally... now, but like around now. Let's see. I I, I got it on PS4. I want to say, and it was it was. It was on sale a couple weeks ago. Right now, I think it's... Oh, I can't see what the price is because the PlayStation Store is really weird. The PlayStation Store, their online store, is terrible now because they don't even have... They don't always have trailers and images when you're trying to buy a game. Or it depends on what part of the, the website you're on. I don't know what they're doing. But It's, uh, um, you know, maybe unpopular opinion. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, the PlayStation Store has literally never been good. Yeah, it was it was better before though. It was old. It felt and looked older in the previous iteration of it. The one when they they retooled it like a year or two ago, and it did feel like an older website, but it it still functioned better than it does now. I think I got it for ten dollars because I think the normal price is twenty bucks. Uh, but but yeah, it's fun. I I recommend it. I uh, I couldn't. I didn't want to stop playing it until I finished it, which is cool. And uh, we we've been sort of talking about Metroidvania, so yeah, I've been yeah, playing yeah. a lot of them. I, I did finish up Aria of Sorrow also. That was a game that was announced right around the same time as like Fall Guys and a couple of yes, other and a couple summer. of other things. Mm-hmm. And I saw it and I was like, man, that game looks like it's actually really cool, and that I won't be able to stomach it. Oh, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of my issue with it is like mm. the whole like the whole like sort of like Gooey monster <laughs> slasher gore horror situation is like, Ooh, that, that makes, I was actually just talking yesterday during the dark souls th- stream about how like that kind of stuff showing up in bloodborne is a big part of what made me like really, really disconnect from it. Interesting. Okay. I could, yeah, I, I just don't do well with that kind of like, I don't do well with that kind of like slasher movie level, like, extreme like monster gore stuff (laughs) not into it it. i i I really like i guess i can see that it's 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 i really like devolver and i want to like that game because it looks cool but just that i think the theming of it is going to make it a no it's going to make it a no-go for me otherwise i'd have probably played it the week it came out yeah i get it i mean sometimes there's a a visual or a theme or overall aesthetic that just like nope not for me but if you get past that, it's a fun time. It feels really weird to play a game where you don't 
have to worry too much about like movement tech to get around because you just like blob around everything. Yeah, it looks and that's really super cool. cool. It was and it you, was very fun to play because it was a unique type of Metroidvania experience. Yeah, it, it feels almost like it looks like it feels almost like Flightwood. I've never played that. No, I mean just like and it's not a game, like the what? movement of flight. Oh, flight. Oh, I think you were saying flight would like it was a game like like flight and then W-O-O-D like that. No, would that you know what? That's actually a that would actually be a good title for something. Maybe that like, probably is like a thing. It I'm like look an it indie title to me. <laughs> but no, it, it like it looks like a <laughs> it looks like the movement type looks like rather than platforming you're just kind of flying oh yeah you just basically you stick to all the surfaces so you just kind of roll around wherever you want and some of the reviews had talked about because i checked it out afterwards and they were like oh i don't feel very strong because some enemies can kill you really fast i never experienced that because if as long if you for the most part if you just kind of place a little bit smart but otherwise you can just kind of do dumb stuff and bum rush things and they'll die yeah all the time and I, i i'm more of a let's attack aggressively kind of player so maybe that was why I didn't have as much of a problem because there's, you know, they're just people and they die from weird physics stuff sometimes where yeah, you yeah. can kill them with like a piece of wood because it tripped their feet. <laughs> so Flightwood is apparently a thing in D&D. Oh, okay. Um, there's an Instagram, there's an Instagram account named Flightwood that apparently is just about shoes. Mm. Um, This appears to be um, s- Swedish. Oh yeah, Flightwood Relics uh, in Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, hmm. and then there's a there's Flightwood Consulting, which is an independent an independent consulting company that works towards airlines, handling companies, and airports. Of course. So it's from what I can tell, it's not a game. No, it's 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 also in California. Sure. Th- there's a Flightwood Queen. In fact, if you look at images, uh, from Michael McRae. Oh. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it is. So then there's a fishy, too. Yeah, that's neat. Huh. Okay, let's talk about uh, Yoshi's Story. Okay, let's talk about Yoshi's Story. All right, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. How much Yoshi's Story did you play? I just played through it one time. So I played it back on the 64, and I remember doing a lot more, because I, I remember getting, like, the black and the white Yoshi. And mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I played I want to say I probably played every level at on the 64 but i don't know that for a fact i don't really remember it's weird because i remember the black and white yoshi but i didn't remember anything else about the game and i mean like i remember the the art and the aesthetic and all that stuff yeah yeah i had no memory of just needing to get 30 fruit and that's it Uh, oh that's one of the things that i remember most about the game because it's such a bizarre progression method yoshi story is a prime example of make your own difficulty kind of game yeah if you go for all melons it's much harder Mm-hmm. If you go for all melons and look for all the secrets, with there's no there's no fanfare, nothing happens. I think they spell some letters or like they probably say thanks or you're awesome in coins or something. Yeah, and they I think there's a slight exposition difference in the story if you've done if you get all melons probably. for every level or whatever. But it's really a make your own difficulty. So for this time, I just I just played through it once. I did each whatever I did. I don't remember. I, you know, I don't remember what levels I played through, but I just played through one of the levels that was presented to you at the start of each storybook page. Mm-hmm. And then the last two levels, it only let me select one, I think anyways. Yeah. It, it depends on how many of the big hearts you get. Ah, okay. the, the big secret hearts unlock. Yeah. Uh, there's three in each stage and each one you get unlocks another stage on the next page. That makes sense. Cause the last page I actually had two and I had gotten a heart in the water level. Yep. 
Or well, I did a one. So I did four, three, one, then like two, three, two, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I basically did like the the latest one because I think I feel like most of the times I've played Yoshi Story and it's been several. Um, I have played I've basically just done like stage one because okay. if you if you're going into it, not really knowing what is going on, you yeah. would assume you just do all of the stages. Yeah, that's that's why I was like, oh, I beat the stage and it's flipping the page. Huh? I remember this game I being just short. don't do the other ones. You don't even get the chance to. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 gone unless well, once you beat the game, you open up like storybook mode or something where you can just play all of the levels. Sure, yeah. But if you go through the game, it you 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 there's six. You basically go through six stages and then you that's it. It's a really short. It's like an hour long experience if you were to just play it. Do what I would refer to as one run. Yeah, it's one run, and and you do you eat whatever fruit you want. You don't go just for melons. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's let's back up a tad. Um, please do. Yoshi's story is a, is an N64 platformer Mm -hmm. that is real. I think it's fair to call it both a, um, essentially like a sequel or at least spiritual successor to Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. I mean, it's technically, it's supposed to be, yes. They, they just changed the difficulty. Like they, they... It's way different experience, yes. but it's still supposed it's to be a that idea. Super, it is even now like an incredibly unique and different experience from essentially anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, so this is a game where if you haven't played it, this is a game where you have your normal layout of like there's world one, two, three, four, five, six. And then there's like four different sub levels. So there's like one, 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 two, one, three, one, four. And you would think in a normal game that you just go through each of those stages in order. You play state, you play, you go world one, one, world one, two, world one, three, world one, four, which is probably something sort of dungeonish. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's a boss and then you move on. And that's that. Um, This game is not that. This game is you choose one of the four stages to play on each world and then you finish that stage and you move on to the next world and finishing the stage does not involve actually like running to the right until you reach the end. There's fruit all over the stage that Yoshi can just eat and it recovers health. There's, There's health everywhere. There's even like an infinite health spawning tree in the final boss. Like the game does <laughs> yeah. not want you to fail. No, it doesn't for sure. Yeah. In fact, when it was brought to the the West, Nintendo of America was like, this is too easy. You must make it harder. Yeah. And so it is it's really just a like you clear a stage when Yoshi eats 30 fruit. That's it. So the only reason to traverse the stage is to find more fruit for Yoshi to eat. Unless you're trying to do your own challenge. Unless you're, yeah, like, in terms of, like, actual progress. Yes. Like, it is, it is literally just eat 30 fruit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and that's it. And you, so there's six worlds. You beat one stage in each world. You beat the stage by eating 30 fruit. There are two bosses. Unless there's more than two bosses. I I only saw, I fought the, the, the cloud boss. That's like, yep, you can't eat me. 
And it's like, I can, though. I can. Because <laughs> I'm Yoshi. <laughs> totally like, eating you. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I did it. You're, you're dead. <laughs> I hope this is what you wanted. I feel kind of guilty, but I definitely murdered you. You seem friendly. <laughs> um. Well, the, the storybook ending says he was mean. But he, he was mean, good. so you killed him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but like, holy shit, when you actually think about that, it's insane. Yeah, it kind of is. I was like, oh, that's upsetting, actually. Like, you, you, <laughs> this guy was mean, so I ate him alive. That's correct. <laughs> piece yes. by piece. Yes, accurate. Yoshi and Kirby are seriously messed up people, or yes. things, entities, deities, I don't know. I know Yoshi's just a dinosaur and not quite on the level of Eldritch God, but I mean, still. it's... In in that case, I think it's I, I thought the same thing where it's like they were mean. So I ate them. It's like that's that's Kirby's M.O. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So, yeah, you just you. So TLDR, you beat six stages, two bosses. You like you eat 30 fruit to get through a stage and you move on and you go through the whole thing in about an hour. It's yeah, it's it's, it's not it's supposed to be a short experience, I think, because it it's just that's it. That's the that's the the vibe and then if you were to play through it again or you go through different stages the story changes slightly it's yeah it's meant to be played multiple times and, and it feels part, like a score attack it is that's exactly what it is i mean there, there's no i don't think there's any feeling about it that's the only reason to even collect coins and stuff or to go for the melon yeah. challenge gives you different things but that's not even technically in the like it just says that that's his favorite or yoshi's favorite type of fruit right what, what right, happens right. did you see what did you try dying enough times i don't know what happens if you if you lose all your yoshis is it game oh if you over? actually game over no i didn't see it seems pretty like it is the one thing where like no matter what you're actually doing like everything's generally pretty happy yeah and then you die and it's like this all of a sudden it becomes like castlevania yeah you get carried off by freaking shy guys to baby bowser's castle yeah, and Baby Bowser's castle is freaking terrifying. Yeah, the, and Yoshi's like how, crying, and it's I like... like <laughs> well, and I like when you get to that stage when you click the happy boxes with the big smiley face on it. They're like, hey, these blades, these just pop out, but the red blades will chase you. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, because it's so, like, cloyingly sweet and happy the whole time, everything that's, like, everything that's, like, a little off is, like, becomes actually really kind of terrifying oh for sure <laughs> but I, I i think i spent a long time um not really understanding what this game was supposed to be so if you go into this game expecting it to be a platformer you're going to be upset yeah it's just it's just so it's so different it's it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I laughed to myself. Now I don't hold this opinion at all. I just made me, I just chuckled. So when I, I played the game after we had talked last week yeah. about Popeye and you walk around a thing and collect hearts. Yes. And I was like, Oh God, Yoshi's story is that's sort of what you do in Yoshi's story. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you basically walk around a world and eat fruit. The end. Yep. <laughs> now, mind you, it's, it's, night and day difference in terms of what you're getting but the actual the 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 gameplay itself is yeah uh, the goal rather is pretty it's kind of similar but yeah i so i i think this is i think the way that you put it in terms of like it's choose your own difficulty is accurate yeah i actually didn't know you could eat all melons 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go and you can like there's secret you can there's like three hearts like you said and I think there's some secret areas as well that you can discover. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. The 30 melon challenge actually makes the game pretty hard because you're going to have to do some Yeah, it's not I wouldn't say it's like incredibly easy. Like I lost a few lives going through. Yeah. It. Absolutely. And some of those you lost because the awkwardness of controlling the well at least I felt like some parts the controls just didn't feel Okay, good. I'm glad that wasn't just me because you, I like, were, yeah. you were playing on like, well, not original hardware, but at least a replica original controller. Yeah, and it felt it felt weird. Like, I was like, man, am I just terrible? Like, I don't understand because I died at one point because I, I missed like a really easy jump and I was I was very confused. And I was like, is my controller not working? Am I just bad at the game? And then uh, a couple other input things where it wasn't, it just felt weird to yeah. do stuff sometimes. And I think it was, maybe it's just the fact that it was a 2D game being controlled with a joystick and they hadn't figured out how to yeah. handle that right. I don't, I don't know. That, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, it felt really slippery to me too. Mm-hmm. Like the gameplay was not like incredibly satisfying. Luckily it doesn't generally demand Require. very much from you. No. There's only one or two parts where you're like, oh, I gotta, I gotta pay attention a little bit. Yeah. For, for the most part, it's, it's a very straightforward experience that I, I have. So it, it was sort of weird for me to play through it. Cause I always had fond memories of the game from mm-hmm. when I played as a kid. I never replayed it much after beating it a couple of times or whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, it's been 20, when did it come? like 24 years since it came out or something? 22 years. I don't know. That um, sounds right. I don't know exactly. So I haven't played it in an extremely long time prior to this. And when I started to play, I was like, oh, man, I don't know. This isn't this doesn't feel that good. Like, I don't I don't really care about this. Then as I played more of it, I was like, oh, you know, I get it. I understand. I remember yeah. what I liked about it and what made me enjoy it. And then I remember then I started to think, wow, I could be really I could see where someone would be super frustrated if they bought this expecting a Mario uh, uh, sequel to Yoshi's Island type of experience mm-hmm. or mario 64 except 2d you know what i mean like this this really grand platforming comp like difficult yeah, challenging yeah, yeah, yeah. experience and they paid 60 bucks for it because that was the price of 64 games you know mm-hmm. in 98 or 7 or whatever i think this came out in 98 and i'll look it up because we're both gonna be thinking about it that would be that would be oh that's a that's a that's i could see where you would be mad about 97 it, 97 it was 97 is that in mm-hmm. japan or america oh good question let's see march 10th of 98 in america and december okay. 21st 97 for japan so yeah. yeah okay i mean it doesn't really matter i was i had 98 stuck in my it, that was one of that was one of those weird moments where it's like my memory is this and i've i has to be right so i need to know i should have just let it go because <laughs> who cares <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so uh i after playing it so I, I beat the first two levels the first time I sat down to play and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. I don't even really feel like it. And then when I, I went to go back. I kind of had the same thing. I was like, you know, I remembered enough about it where I played like the first two stages and I was like, I basically have had the whole experience now. <laughs> yeah. And and then when I went to pick it up again, I was like, oh no, I'm 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 enjoying for this for what it is. Once I remembered what it was that it is. I, that sounds yeah, awkward, but you know what I mean? It's. It is just, it's one of those things where you just have to go into it with the right mindset. Yeah. And as long as you go into it with the right mindset, like, it it is one of those games where you have to get it. You have to get what it's going for. And really, 
what I, I what I thought was most interesting about it is like Yoshi's story is the midway point between Yoshi's Island, which is a cutesy game that's actually really challenging. Yes. Um, and what you get later in the in the vein of like, um, Kirby's Epic Yarn and Yoshi's Woolly World and the really really like kind of feel good family platformers that are Some not those- super. That are not Some of those are a little trickier to play. I think there are. I think they're a little bit harder than Yoshi's Story. If you go for everything. Well, yeah. I mean, there's. But it's again. It's a. It's a thing where it's like make your own difficulty. Yeah, that's it's true. make your own difficulty, and they're certainly like on the surface designed to be. Um, they they're designed to be accessible. Yeah, it's 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 supposed to be anyone can pick these up and play them. Yeah, and it's a feel. It's a cute. It's a cute, pretty, feel good experience. That's just about like discovery and and just seeing what happens and being pleased with what you see. Yeah, it's it's oozing aesthetics and presentation and, and charm. Yes. And the graphics have held up. They they actually look pretty good. Yeah, they I, do. I was, I was kind of surprised that they that the, the game didn't look nasty. But again, I'll always be skewed because I don't mind playing these games since I grew up playing them so i'll always have that sense of nostalgia well there is that but there are some old games that look like trash yeah absolutely and Um, this one isn't one of them you know i remember reading a review when they were these were re-released on was it the wii and the wii u Um, yeah probably and nintendo life some of their reviewers i don't know what planet they're from because they were they were they were so upset they're uh, they're like the game insults your intelligence because it tells you to press start to go to the menu or something like that and it's it's like condescending to players like, dude, what 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 world are you living in that you think that this is condescending or it's just a tooltip, bro? <laughs> I, I that that review stuck with me just because I couldn't I, I don't understand why you would take that personally as an attack against your intelligence. <laughs> like, what if this was someone's first game and they're like, oh, yeah, neat, that button does that. Like, why would that why does that upset people? I know Nintendo sometimes goes a little too tutorial heavy in in yeah. in terms of how they present information but i don't know why that would make you angry because maybe this and is the only first time, foray into it yeah it, the only time it's a problem is if like they repeat they keep it. they keep stopping you to tell you multiple times yes they tell you the same thing multiple times and it's annoying yeah and but, it, you can't and like you're it's literally interrupting gameplay to do it because i think that's what i think that's what a lot of people complained about with skyward sword yeah, is that or would uh, remind you, like, hey, you can or whatever. This. It's just like, hey, stop everything. Listen to me. Do this well, thing. I know I told you to do this before. So what would happen in the in the in the Wii version is that every time you boot up the game or every time. So it would act like you had never picked up those items before. Yeah. So if you were to play the game, if you didn't play the game in two sittings like a total insane person, then you would experience like, oh, God, I picked up arrows and it's telling me how to use arrows. Thanks. Or, oh, that's how I use a bug or like mm-hmm. I can. Right. So that's and, and actually the switch version. They removed all that. You only get it the first time, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, I it was just one of those moments of, wow, some people are so some people get really. It's the like, same. It's the same thing that gets people upset about talking about easy modes for games. Oh, yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah. Where it's like, true. this isn't I don't need this. So no one should have it. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> or it's somehow an insult to gamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez, 
sentences. We've we've become a little too uh, self righteous in in, yeah. in ourselves. How, how dare? <laughs> how dare you try to help people play the video game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, sorry. Yeah, that was that was it. Just popped into my head. I don't know why. No, it, it's. I mean, well, I mean, we're talking about a game that is that is, for all intents and purposes, easy. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's an easy game. You can't you can't dance around that at all. And yeah, it's an easy game. It's easy to go through, and you can basically play it however you want. And I think ultimately, it's a it's it is a shallow experience. Yeah, I, um, I wouldn't recommend anybody to play this game. It truly. does. It's it's not a bad experience. It just is a. It's not a bad experience. It's just that it's a. Um, it's. It just it, it's just there. Yeah, I don't like. I so don't even know. Even even back when the 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 game came out, I don't remember talking about it much with my friends, except for maybe Kyle. But that's and maybe Matt. I don't know. But other than that, there's, so there's maybe two people that I ever really talked about Yoshi Story with. Otherwise, it's a game that was just kind of there. And especially today, there is no reason to play Yoshi Story. In fact, I wouldn't even spend money on Yoshi story. Like if it was a standalone thing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to spend like five bucks on it after having played it again. It's, it's a, it's a relic of the past and there's way, way better versions of the same idea in terms of the world. And, uh, what's the one that just came out? Not just, but it came out like a couple years ago for Yoshi. Uh, crafted world. world. Yeah. Like, like just play that instead. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's still interesting to see like, so you can kind of see Yoshi's Island start to move into a really art book style, uh, like art style, Mm -hmm. um, where you have these like really heavy black outlines on everything. Everything kind of looks like a, everything kind of looks like a crayon drawing, you know, it's got a very, very distinctive look to it. Yeah. Yoshi's story like continues that, but then it does this whole pop-up book aesthetic and I feel like that is the that is sort of them rounding the corner into this like epic yarn crafted world, woolly world, like let's play with materials and give this a really, really distinct art style, which yeah. I think is probably at this point the thing that stands out the most in the game. I like I the I, art is a hundred percent the I would say that's the that and the maybe the <laughs> the the Yoshi song and that sort of theme theming for yoshi because it's mm-hmm. kind of become yoshi's whole oh yeah like essence. yeah the the other big thing about yoshi's story is like this is the game that created the whole like hey yoshis are cute look how you cute yoshis are yeah yeah they're not just a platform <laughs> yeah they're not an extra midair jump <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um yeah that's the game that like gave yoshis their whole aesthetic and it's, you know, it's cool for that. The art is good. Um, I don't know if you know this. Every stage has different music. Oh, I know. I wasn't like, really paying attention that much. I mean, like, I don't mean like every world. I mean, like every stage in every world has a different right. theme. Yeah. So there's like 24 different themes. That's really cool. Um, it is, you know, it's cool that um, I, I get what they're going for because it's like on one hand, it's short, right? You play through six stages, it feels kind of hollow. On the, At the same time, 
replay value ends up through the roof because technically you can, like you said, you can make your own difficulty. You can look for all the hidden areas. You can go all melons and there's there's 24 stages and there's 24 stages. So you can technically play through the game four different times and have no repeating content. Yeah. So like, that's cool. You can do the score attack thing. It's this is the Metal Gear Solid ground zeros (laughs) of Mario of Yoshi's of, of the Yoshi of, world of like Mario world games <laughs> yeah. universe games it is um, it, it also quickly went to the Nintendo 64 player select it was only like 6 months and then it went down to 40 bucks cuz it was in the same it was like in August of 98 cuz that was when they started the the Nintendo select like the player select oh i didn't pricing cuz Nintendo actually decided to lower their prices in the olden days uh on select games and so the this game, along with most, a lot of the major first-party games, and, and Goldeneye and Banjo-Kazooie, because sure, sure. was more or less part of, like, they weren't, they were what, like... Those part, were basically like, first-party like games party. at the time. <laughs> if that's even a thing. That is um, actually a thing. Second-party no, games is, yeah, second-party games are a thing, where it's like, this is a, this is a developer that is not, they do not, uh, you're not owned by them, but you work exclusively with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's totally what second-party is. Right. And so the Yoshi story came out in America in March and then by August it was down to $40. So it was it it was one of the better selling games that year overall. I it's, or like that release window it sold really well. Well, I mean it came out in like March, so. Mhm. And I mean, yeah, it's it's a Yoshi game. And Yoshi's Yoshi's Island was good like I think it and makes I think sense. that's it's 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 just like I think you have to go in. I think you can have a good time with it. You just have to go into it knowing what to expect and what to expect is like a very like sort of easy, breezy, simple experience. It's almost sand. It's almost like a sandbox type of experience. Yeah, more or less. Where it's just like you kind of have to go into it, not really expecting a platformer, but expecting just like a little a little like light exploration. Yeah, just just eating some fruit, listen to some heavy music, kind of yeah. spend an hour just messing around. I think without it being on the Nintendo online service, I, I would be hard pressed to say find find a way to play it and play it. But if you have Nintendo online, you've paid for the the more expensive expansion. It's there. Pack, you might as well. I would say go ahead and try it. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, it's 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 not on my list of uh, it's not really on my list of must plays. It's it's every time I've picked it up, I, I remember the very first time I played it, I went through it and I was like, oh, my God, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, it's done. I beat it. And then I just <laughs> never I never had the inclination to pick it back up. And I it is a game that it is a game that to get the most out of it, it really demands to be picked up and played repeatedly. Yeah. Which is already not something that I like to do generally mm-hmm. with any game. Um. But like even less, I was even less inclined to do it with this. I was like, okay, I, you know, I got through it. I'm done. I get the sense that I left a bunch of stuff behind, but I don't want to just go through and play it because like the game has signaled to me that I have finished it. (laughs) I beat the baby Bowser boss. It was very easy. Um, (laughs) It was almost impossible to fail. It's imagine a Bowser fight where like, there is just a tree in the middle of the stage that constantly spawns mushrooms and power stars. And, and he, I, so I beat the boss by a bomb bomb walking into him and killing him. 
Like, I didn't even th- spit it at him. <laughs> Yoshi Yoshi wins by doing absolutely nothing. Yes, that is that is how I actually got the last hit on, on poor little Bowser, baby Bowser. This, this is also, Shigeru Miyamoto had nothing to do with this game, I don't think. I don't think he was producer or director. It was in the hands of... Uh, Takashi Tezuka. Yep, and uh, then the director, let me look, hold on. Hideki Kono. Mm, okay. And I think... Is did Takashi go on to do a lot of the other? Oh, okay, no. Takashi Tezuka on... went on to be the uh, CEO of Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was just thinking of games specifically that they worked on. I don't know. I don't know what he did after that. I know he did. Um... Oh, so Takashi. He looks like he was a producer. Or I know he producer on all like everything. <laughs> yeah, he, he's done a lot of stuff. Like he's he's. He's one of the big names next to Miyamoto and 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 them. And them. Um, <laughs> which is why he ended up after Iwata passed is why he ended up being the next uh Oh, did, did you head. know he wrote the script for Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2? The story and script? I didn't know that. I, I, I knew that Miyamoto he was I know was... that he was listed as the uh director uh or oh. producer of uh Link to the Past. Because he shows up at the top of the credits. Yeah, every he's time the director. That game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was apparently the writer for um, Zelda, and he was the director and game designer of the original Zelda. I always thought Miyamoto did everything. Wow, huh? I guess they um, kind of co co did it. That's cool. His the composer for the game is uh, the oh, one and only Kazumi Totaka. I'm guessing. What? Let's see. Oh yeah, Luigi's Mansion. So you may know Kazumi oh, Totaka no. as his alter ego, K.K. Slider. Ah, okay. Or sure, uh, sure. as he's known in Japan, Tota K.K. <laughs> That's awesome. Who is not only the uh, not only the composer for Yoshi's Story and Wave Race 64 and Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing and Pikmin and Wii Sports and the list goes on but also the voice of yoshi oh really yeah huh i didn't know that that's which cool. like holy crap dude good job <laughs> how do you yeah. make those sounds <laughs> i don't have a clue which i assume also means that he sang all of the parts of that song <laughs> yeah i was just i was actually just thinking that <laughs> I don't know if that is, uh, I don't know if that's the case. I guess it has to be. Man, if it says he did the default Wii channels because the Wii music or like the, the shot Wii shot music, those are some bangers. Mm-hmm. Th- that, that dude, that dude makes some really amazing background music. Yes. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Just like the chill music you're not supposed to pay attention to, then it gets stuck in your head and like, where the hell is that from? Oh my God, it's the freaking Wii Channel music. What? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the music in this game is actually great. Yeah. It's, like it's, it, it, it all kinds of ends, it all kind of ends up in the background, but I don't, you probably didn't end up in the sewer pipe level because you and I, the, the interesting thing about this is you and I probably had completely different experiences playing totally yeah, no, different Yeah, no, I didn't go in the sewer stages. pipe level. Yeah, I was in a sewer pipe level with like jelly and stuff, and that was actually pretty cool. Oh, that sounds um, neat. I, maybe I'll play that. Do you remember which world it was? I think it was see. two three. Two three, yeah, I was. Um and then I did the um Yo, this music's sick. Yeah. Isn't it, like it's this whole like it's very nineties. 
but it's like oh my god this this would have been this is like a a this would be like one of those slow ddr songs yeah uh like they they use the main yoshi theme but they give it this like this like 90s hip hop to it yeah yeah it's it's very <laughs> oh my god it's really silly i love this song. it's very silly yo yo yoshi yep that's the one i was gonna send it to you i'm glad you i'm glad you found it uh so that is the theme that really stuck out to me is like oh wow this is a thing <laughs> oh my god this song's amazing so you know you all know what you're listening to when this uh when this podcast is over oh yeah please please make that the, <laughs> make that the i mean i'm the in out, fact downloading it song. right now so that i can use that i love it oh my god it's That's so fun. it's it's I don't think it's objectively good. No, it's not good. But it's in this, like in the sense that it's a good song. It's good if you're like, I want to hear something weird. Yes. It's and it's in Yoshi's it story, which makes it even and, sillier. Yes, it's silly and it's unexpected for the game that it's in. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like, going into the, the stage and being like, what? <laughs> no, man, if I had gotten that, I'm pretty sure I would have messaged you and said, you have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> because I, that would have been that would have been just wildly different from all the other music that was playing. Yeah. And it's, that's, it, awesome. that's the first time that I'd seen that stage or heard that theme. How cool is that? That's and like, it's, okay. I guess that is kind of one of the, the neat things about this game is that here I am 20, <laughs> 25 years later. It's having not, like a not new experience with you. Exactly. Story. Yeah. And it's not your first time. Yeah. So it's that like makes my it, third or fourth time. It's, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's it's yeah. I I have I have good feelings overall about uh about Yoshi Story. I just think that it's probably it's hard not, to recommend. It's I wouldn't recommend it still. As, yeah. as as much as I'm having fun talking about it with you now, I still wouldn't say you gotta you gotta. It wouldn't be on a you gotta playlist because you know we're we're so mm-hmm. used to shoving games in people's faces, saying you're not a person unless you play this. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do here on the Retro yeah. Breakdown. All the time. All the time. Every time. <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, man. Yeah. I. It's so, I weird. mean, like, I guess. I mean, what like what else? What else is there? Art and art and music aesthetics in general. Very good. The general f- game feel. OK, pretty good. Um, Like the gameplay isn't bad. It's just it's just I it's will okay. say that enough. like. I will say that the analog direction licking control is weird sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes that tongue does not come out in the direction you want it to. <laughs> um, I know phrasing. <laughs> hey, um, it's, it's I, we're already I talking do... about some weird licking experience. So why not? Yeah, it's fine. I do give the game some credit for, um, I, I give the game cr- some credit for like introducing a lot of unique mechanics. Like every stage has its own thing. True. Yeah, you got your floating platforms. You got your, you know, shooting yourself as an egg, and doing your little like air hops. You got. Um, I had a I had a a stage that I lost like three Yoshi's on. Which that one? was that was kind of like horrifying. It was one of the jungle stages, I think. Okay. And um, it was it was a it was a jungle water stage where it had like basically one of the Super Mario three fish 
that just eat you and kill like it just jumps out of the water and kills you instantly that seems so much more terrifying in yoshi yeah it's pretty bad i didn't see any booze in the there's a before. literal chomp sound effect <laughs> that's messed up man yeah it is which is then weird because you see like yoshi get chomped and then like the fish swims down into the water like yay i got it and then like, you see him being carried away and i'm like how did they get how did they get him out of the fish? Don't think about it. It's fine. Yeah, He's in the castle now. You're not supposed to think about that for sure. Definitely not. <laughs> um, there are booze. I did see booze. I didn't get to see booze. The my last. Uh, I think they were actually booze. in the in the sewer pipe level. Actually, oh, because I, um, I the artwork is really good. I really like the art in the yep. game. Yeah, the art is fantastic. The music is great. Um. The gameplay is fine, and it's just, like, the way that it's structured is interesting for what they want to do, but I just don't think it makes for a very satisfying experience. No. Because you, because what ends up happening is you beat the game, and it doesn't feel like you did. Yeah, and You I, beat I, the I, game in about the time that it would take you to beat, with about the time and effort that it would take you to beat, like, one world in Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Because one world in Yoshi's Island is actually eight stages, and beating the beating an entire run of Yoshi's Story is six. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah. When you put it like that, that's that's yep great. Yeah. <laughs> and I get it. You're supposed to do a multiple times or in multiple ways. Or you're supposed to do score attack because they do give you the score attack thing where it's like get a high score, but sure. like. I am not playing a game in 1997 for score attack. This is not an arcade. Right. It's well. And again, we're, we're playing a game that wasn't made today with today's standards. And that's just how it goes. And I wouldn't have played a game for score attack in 1998. Either. Yeah, true. I never, I never played games. I actually never did. I don't, I don't care about that type of. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's like a, that's a gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's like an arcade mentality that I just like never, I just never got into. I mean, even so, I like action RPGs, which in a way is kind of like a score attack in a way, you know, because you're you're just going through and killing the same monsters to hopefully get better loot, right? It's a sort of that kind of... I suppose, but... But, but, but at least you get the item for it. And even that, and I love that gameplay but loot. That, yeah, but like, I get that has that gameplay advantages, though. Absolutely, it's not Because then you getting... can use the thing and have a different experience because you got that thing. True, It's not true, just true. numbers for numbers' sake. Yeah, I it's... I. The, the I guess action RPGs are more or less just pulling a lever on a uh, slot machine. It's basically just gambling. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's that's that's kind of the itch that that scratches, right? Because it's the excitement. Sort of, of yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna get the loot. So yeah, it's not really a fair comparison. I was just thinking, my my thought process was even something that I love like that. That's kind of just doing it for the sake of doing it gets tiring after a while. So yeah, going for no, a score attack is even less inviting. Yeah. No, I get that. I definitely get that. So, I mean, like, it's just, it's a fun experience that isn't rewarding. And I think that, like, what you said earlier about, like, there are better versions of this out. Mm -hmm. You could basically have the same experience, but but given a more rewarding loop and a more satisfying progression, if you were to play uh, Wooly World or Crafted World or, or Epic Yarn or, I, there's definitely another game in there that i'm missing that has that whole like that has uh, that whole like crafted material aesthetic to it 
Yeah, it's cool but I know what to you're it's cool to look back on it and see like and see sort of the origins of that. And it's got mm-hmm. some unique stuff, but like not nearly enough to I think make it worth it. No, I think we have talked Yoshi's story to to death at this point. And we've all we've talked about it almost as long as we played it. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, if we're talking about in total, because I probably played Yoshi's Story like three or four times now, because like, yeah, you know, it I mean, doesn't I, I, take long to do. No, I sit it, down I, with it at all. You might as well finish a run. Did you, did you end up going to you should or well, not you should, but the black and white Yoshis are, are kind of cool looking. Do they they're do anything of, different or are they just cool looking? They're 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 just they're just like everything else in that game. It's just cool looking. OK, <laughs> did you get any of the white shy guys? No. You can Wait, get isn't that white... how you get the? Isn't that how you get the Yoshi's? It has something to do with weird. Yeah, you get if you take a, you can find white shy guys in the stage, and if you carry them to the end of the stage, um, you could they show up on the Yoshi select menu. Yeah, and you can pick one, and it goes to the it goes to the castle and flies one of the Yoshi's back to you. Ah, so it's essentially right. it's essentially an extra life with extra steps. Yeah, which That's I thought cute. was kind of cute. Uh, yeah, that is cute. That's uh, yeah. I don't have anything else, man. I'm I'm tapped. (laughs) I am also tapped. Like I got, I got got nothing, man. (laughs) This game has very, very little to it. We've talked about everything several times over. I didn't even mention the fact that I played it on with a 64 controller. And usually that's like the first thing that I am excited about playing an old, like these games on Nintendo, the Nintendo stuff using like the NES or SNES or Genesis controller or whatever. This, I didn't even mention it this time because I, I don't think it matters. (laughs) Like it doesn't, it didn't add anything to my experience other than the fact that it was fun to hold the Nintendo 64 controller. Sometimes it feels like it changes the way I feel about a a game because I'm using the original uh, styled controller. Like playing Mario 64 with an N64 controller feels really good to me. Sure. It doesn't, it doesn't change the game obviously, but it just feels good because it's all it's I don't know. Yeah, no, I, like I know. First, what you mean. I don't. Yeah, whatever. It's just it's just Yoshi's story. Uh, if, if you have if you have uh, the expansion pack, give it give it a, give it a try. Yeah, if you if you already have access to it, you might as well, like, give it a look. But like, don't feel like you have to. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. You're not missing that much. It's no. fine. You're not. You're not.